to Biblical Talks Podcast with Michael Tolliver. This podcast is dedicated to biblical teaching and having worldview discussions from a biblical perspective. Here is today's podcast. Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 21 to 24. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Beloved Lord, Pam Thumb sings a song called Life is Hard, God is Good. Listen to these words. You turn the key, then close the door behind you. Drop your bags on the floor. You reach for the light, but there's darkness deep inside, and you can't take it anymore. Because sometimes living takes the life out of you, and sometimes living is all you can do. Life is hard. The world is cold. We are barely young and then we are old. But every fallen tear is always understood that life is hard, but God is good. This man, Jeremiah, has seen and gone through great trouble. His health is a wreck because he is so concerned for Jerusalem. I'm quite sure Jeremiah said, I am a target for God's arrows. Listen to Jeremiah's expression of sorrow and grief, which began from the depths of depression and despair. He begins with hopelessness, and hopelessness is always connected to depression. Depression is the loss of hope, no way out, and nothing I can do about it. And hopelessness always leads to depression. Listen to Jeremiah's Hopeless and anguish from verse 1 to 20 of chapter 3. I'm going to read this from the contemporary version. I have suffered much because God was angry. He chased me in a dark place where no light could enter. I am the only one he punished over and over again without ever stopping. God caused my skin and flesh to waste away. He crushed my bones. He attacks and surrounds me with hardship and trouble. He forces me to sit in the dark like someone long dead. God built a fence around me and that I could not climb over. He changed me down. Even when I shouted and prayed for help, he refused to listen. God put big rocks in my way and made me follow a crooked path. God was like a bear or a lion waiting ambush for me. He dragged me from the road. Then he ripped me into pieces. God took careful aim and shot his arrows straight through my heart. I am a joke to everyone. No one ever stopped making fun of me. God has turned my life bitter. He made me to eat gravel and polish me in the dirt. 
I cannot find peace or remember happiness. I tell myself I am finished. I can't count on the Lord to do anything for me. Just think of all my troubles and my isolation. Wondering makes me so despondent. That's all I can ever think about. I am depressed. Boy, that's about as slow as you can get. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever asked the question, God, where are you? God isn't really ready to help me yet. Now I'm in the midst of this place of total despair. Have you, have you ever been there before? Because I have. But praise God that he has a conjunction called but. In verse 21, the first, our first word in that, in that verse says, but. This I recall to my mind and therefore I have hope. He changed his whole mindset because of the conjunction, but. Do you remember the schoolhouse rock cartoon on Saturday mornings? The one that says conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. This is what God is getting ready to do for Jeremiah. God is getting ready to to hook up Jeremiah's mind to God's faithfulness. The Bible speaks about our renewing our minds. The Bible speaks about bringing every thought into captivity unto the beatings of Jesus Christ. And we can think ourselves into a miserable mood. And we have, and I know I have. We can think ourselves into despair and hopelessness. We can think ourselves into the grave. Or by setting your mind upon the Lord, renewing your mind in him, you can come into a whole new state of consciousness. No longer one of total despair and hopelessness, but now one of victory and hope. Beloved, listen, that is exactly what Jeremiah did. That is exactly what he did. He changed his patterns, his thoughts from, oh, woe is me, to, oh, this is the end, to, oh, there is no hope, to, oh, I haven't had it all. Oh, there's no help for me. Oh, I'm in a box. But he said, but to this I call to my mind, and therefore I have hope. We have to call something back into our minds. Listen, each of us have a separation between our ego and our superego. In other words, the real me and the ideal me. When you and I see ourselves in the ideal way, I mean, I'm talking about that is the way we really see ourselves. If everything is all is right, well, we good. It's only because of those other issues that you see me like this. In other words, that nasty person that you see me, that's, just, that's not the real me. I'm, I'm a very sweet, kind, generous, compassionate, tender, marvelous, lovable person. The person that you see is what has happened to me because of someone has done something to me. But that's not the real me. You see, that's the ideal me, the super ego me. That's that's the, that's not the real me. Brothers and sisters, when we get the when we get real with God, God get real with us. Thank God for the word but. 
Let's stop making excuses. God got Jeremiah no longer thinking about himself, but now God got Jeremiah thinking about him. It made a great difference in Jeremiah's life. Always we can only get our minds off ourselves and onto the Lord. In time of discouragement, in times of defeat, in time of despair, if we can only get our mind off ourselves onto the Lord, and that's the secret way out, y'all. That that is the way out of, of hopelessness. That's the way out of despair. Is to get our mind off of us and on the Lord. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Isaiah 26 and 3. Keep your mind stayed on the Lord and God will keep you in perfect peace. Get your mind on yourself and you're going to have all kind of chaos and depression. Jeremiah says, when I recall to my mind, what does he recall to his mind first? He says, it's the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Beloved, things are bad, but they could be a whole lot worse. It's God's mercies that we are still here. The fact that I woke up this morning is proof that God is merciful, and it's proof that he's merciful to you. You see, God is under no obligations to keep me and you around. It's only by his mercies that we have not been consumed. Secondly, because his compassion fails not. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 through 13, Paul is expounding the Greek word agape. He says love never fails. God's love never fails. God has never stopped loving you. God does not love you when you are good and hate you when you are bad. God's love for you is unchanging. It does not fail. God's love is continually being poured out upon your life. God's love is not conditioned upon what you are, but upon who he is. His compassion fails not. Love is not love that changes when its amendment changes. A guy would tell a woman, oh, until, until you make me mad. Until I change my mind. That's not true love. Love is not love that changes when its amendment changes. Let's look at the word mercy. Mercy is the expression of God's steadfast love that dismisses misery and does not give all that the sinner deserves. We can praise God that even though we was once destined for death as members of Satan's kingdom, God saved us by his mercy. Listen, the cross of Jesus Christ is the greatest example of this appeal for mercy. While on the cross, Jesus asked his father to forgive those who were killing him. His mercy never came to an end. Brother David Tripp says in his devotional, Mercy is the theme of God's story. Mercy is thread 
that runs through all the scripture. Mercy is the reason for Jesus coming. Mercy is what your desperate heart needs. Mercy is to heal your relationship needs. Mercy is what gives you comfort and weakness and hope in time of trials. Mercy can do what the law is powerless to do. Mercy not only meet you in your strength, but guarantees that someday your struggle will end. Mercy is what this sinful, broken world cries for. Mercy triumphs where justice came. If God only offered us justice, no one would run to him. Let me say that again. If God only offers us justice, no one will run to him. Because if he give us what we just deserve, we in trouble. Listen, it is the knowledge of his mercy that make us honestly face ourselves and gladly run to him. It is his mercies that we sing about and will celebrate a million years into eternity. His compassion fails not. And God knowing me as well as he knows me. Still, loving me is one of the great miracles. Think about that for a second. God knows you. I mean, he knows you better than you know yourself. And he still, he still loves you. His compassion fails not. He will never stop loving you. You and I need to remember that when we are facing our trials and tribulations in life. Beloved, God's mercy will never come to an end. In verse 23, this is what Jeremiah said. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Against the dark background of a lost nation, Jeremiah personal agony in the light of God's faithfulness to his covenant and to his people gave Jeremiah a new hope. Now he did not, he did not, he did not deny his pain yet. He was assured that depression never has the last word when God is our hope. Let me say that again. He never denied his pain. But he was assured that his depression would not have the last word because his hope was in God. Beloved, whatever your situation you find yourself in right now, know this. God is faithful. Now, the faithfulness of God can be a wonderful thought and a blessing or it can be an awful thought. It all depends on what side you're on. Now, if you are a child of God, then God's faithfulness to his promise and what he's going to do for his children, those who believe in Jesus Christ, all that God has promised us, promised us will come true and come to fulfillment. We can rest and hope for God's faithfulness. He will do what he said he's going to do. Now, if you are not a child of God, then the faithfulness of God is a scary thing. Because you can be sure that God will do exactly what he said he's going to do to all sinners who reject him, son, reject, reject his son. God is faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. 
and God is faithful in keeping his word. Beloved, the Lord is your portion. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. And having the Lord as your portion is enough to balance all troubles of life and make up all my losses. For while portions on the earth are empty and perishing, God is an all-sufficient, durable portion, a portion forever. Therefore, beloved, hope in him. Stay yourself upon him. Encourage yourself in him. When all other support and encouragement fail you, it's our duty and interest to make God the portion of our souls and then to enjoy and take comfort in him as such. In the midst of all affliction and weeping in life, the law is good unto them that wait for him, to them that patiently wait his time. Have a blessed day. for listening to Biblical Talks. This podcast is solely supported by listener donations. Please go to biblicaltalks.com to support this podcast and have a blessed day.